0: right now that we 're going to switch gears and talk about something that i don 't think a lot of us really gave any thought to not all that long ago. Think about this a couple of years ago, none of us really thought much about the global supply chain. I guess if you 're in the business and you rely on it, you you know it was top of mind. But for people like me, you know most people we didn 't think about it. You know we needed something. we bought it If the store didn 't have it well they 'd order it for us and we 'd get it in a few days. okay, off we go. Not anymore, though. As we know, it's a big, big issue all around the world right now. It's something we're acutely aware of because that global supply chain is broken or breaking, at least in some cases. So let's get some insight onto where we are, how we got here, and how we can make sure this doesn't happen again. We're going to chat with Adele Gatoni, who is um, an associate professor of international business at the University of Victoria. Um, Adele, thanks so much for your time this morning. I appreciate you joining us.
1: Yeah, good morning. Uh, thank you for having me.
0: Okay, so when we talk about the supply chain, we hear it in the news all the time now, the global supply chain. Break that down for us. What does it consist of? It's not just those ships that we see circling in the port of Los Angeles, is it?
1: No, no. Actually, um, uh, w- what we we forget is everything, actually. Our modern life um, depends on on supply chains, wherever you are, in rural or urban uh, so everything that comes to you from your health to your food to your entertainment um, uh, to the products that you consume and use are coming through supply chains. Um, so, now that,
0: and like yeah. you say, it's all interdependent, right? Every one of these pieces has to work together. If one falls down, it all falls down.
1: Yeah, and, and I think the, the reason for that is under um, well, the, the globalization, actually, many companies, they have stretched their supply chain thin, to where it costs less to produce and uh, distribute. So what we have seen is a lot of things that we used, for example, to be made in Alberta have been moved to other places around Mm -hmm. the world. And we have created these webs of these networks, actually, um, to bring them to where is the consumption. So by doing that and given that the most important uh, criterion that was used is cost and reducing cost, So these supply chains are stretched thin, and this is what we see today. So when we have uh, some issues, it starts actually to crumble everywhere.
0: Um, Okay. So how did we get here? Like you say, we've you know, in sort of in terms of production and manufacturing, we know a lot of that has left you know the U.S. and has left Canada and all these places for cheaper destinations. But in terms of putting together the supply chain, is it the same thing? In terms of we need to do this as cheaply as possible, is that part of the reason we're in the problem we are now?
1: It is actually because, again, when you think about like moving some of the production, many companies they what they have done also they have reduced their footprint by outsourcing a lot of the things that they used to do internally because it's cheaper and more efficient. I would say being done by someone who would be doing it at at high level, high volume, uh, in other places. So there are many reasons why companies they have really decided to focus on their core competencies, and we have counted on these kind of networks of we transportation communication and so on to move stuff between these different actors until it reaches uh, its final destination including um uh, could be a business or it could be uh end consumers and all of these systems they were built on the good faith on trust on making sure that we have some contracts and so on but it is there is nobody actually controlling these yeah. systems there is no kind of command and control to them so if one, and this is why I say supply chain, it is a team sport. If, you, if someone doesn't do their job, so everyone... Shipping can make
0: or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60 day trial now at shipstation.com and use the code POD. That's shipstation.com with the code POD. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people. And you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at microsoft.com slash AI for all. And we'll suffer. And this is the thing we sort of, you know, in the interest of doing it as cheaply as possible, we turn a blind eye to a lot of things, right? There's a lot of things that are happening in the global supply chain that if people knew about, they wouldn't be happy. Uh, you know, whether you're interested in the environment or, or human rights, a lot of those things, corners are cut
1: uh you're absolutely right again we have we are discovering for example uh people are working in slavery conditions around the world for example and and the top uh, one on the list is electronics so that we're getting or uh seafood for example uh we supply chain by stretching them uh, around the globe they are responsible for the climate change and other kind of issues that are going on but but uh, but we have to remember that the, the, what, what we see today is just the symptoms of, of the system. And what happened because of COVID is w- our demand ha- pattern has changed. So we are consuming differently, and we are consuming a little more because we have more money, uh, disposable money in many cases. Uh, we, you see the innovation and so on. Uh, also, some of these supplies, so sources, for example, production site, uh, factories and so on in Asia, have been affected by COVID. And so in between, because we don't have enough slack and there is no oversight, there are a lot of things that are not really done correctly. Mm -hmm. So we see these kind of issues now coming to the surface. Uh, So I hope what this is gonna push us to rethink is with the way how we consume, but also to get more responsible businesses uh, to be more involved in the supply chains.
0: Do you think this will be the impetus for change? I mean, now seeing that once a little bit of stress was introduced into the system, things went haywire pretty quickly. Um, will there be a focus, and what will it look like? How do we make sure that we sort of strengthen and bolster the global supply chain?
1: So there are short terms and long terms. So in the short term, I personally recommend that to the to your listeners is really to change their 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 pattern of consumption. So to choose local, for example, products when it is uh, there are alternatives to choose maybe uh, made in Alberta type of uh, Christmas gifts and so on. And that, I think, will ease a little bit, actually, the, the demand pressure on the supply chain today because we need to get to some kind of normal here. Mm-hmm. We need to start to thinking about, like, the multiple lives of the different products so we should stop using, have the single use of products so that we don't have products traveling the world all the time. And we need also to think about the footprint of these products that we are using. If I am a business... I will have to review my value chain and, and because without those suppliers, many businesses are not able to deliver on their businesses. We see failing businesses because their suppliers are not able to yep. deliver to them. So we, they, these, these businesses need to rebuild their supply chain and they have to rethink uh, that these suppliers, they are part of their business. They are really critical to the success of their business. They need to diversify also their portfolio of, uh, of sourcing. And, and we have to build a relationship for the long term and, and thinking about the, f- the footprint. For the long term, the pressure of the climate change, what you, the COP26 is happening, and um, the pressure from society, stakeholders, investors, and so on, is going to push for changes along these supply chains.
0: Um, and in the meantime, we just have to ride this out and hope that it forces us to get better in the future, which, like you say, I mean, it has to be a collaborative approach and it has to be a long-term view. It seems to be sort of an industry where we respond to what's in front of us that day without a lot of thought to, okay, what about next year
1: or 10 years down the road? Uh, That's absolutely right, but there are actually businesses who are really charting the way right now and they are really... Uh, they have this foresight, thinking about the future, um, and and starting to build more resilient, more mm-hmm. robust kind of relationships. Um, I think I'm, I'm hopeful that the future will be better because actually we need actually to change. Uh, however, for now, uh, we we have to ride this wave, probably in 2022 and maybe even 2023. So. It's going to take time, actually, to get to, to some kind of normal that we used to. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, great discussion. Thank you so much, Adele. You're welcome. Appreciate your time
0: today. That is Adele Gatoni, who is an Associate Professor of International Business at the University of Victoria.